So the Reason Foundation, we're a non-profit libertarian free market think tank, and we also publish a magazine called Reason Magazine, which also has a video capability, uh, which goes under Reason TV. Now, you've been doing a lot of coverage lately on the vaping issue. Tell us about that. Well, we, tobacco harm reduction has been a big fo focus of Reason's work for many years now because we see vaping and e-cigarettes as a fundamentally consumer-led free market innovation where if you told people 10 or 20 years ago that there would be a multi-billion dollar industry making it fun for people to quit smoking, nobody would have believed you, but that's what's happened. That's President Trump going overhead. That is. What you, what's your message for President Trump? Do you, do you have one? And some advice, maybe? Well, I, I think our message is that prohibition doesn't work. It hasn't, it's been a disastrous failure in terms of the war on drugs. It was a failure with alcohol. And the key thing with vaping, as opposed to, say, alcohol prohibition, alcohol is a recreational product. And of course, we think you shouldn't ban recreational products. But vaping has a positive public health benefit. If you ban e-cigarette flavors, which is the vast majority of the market, it means that millions of people will be denied access to a far safer alternative to cigarettes. And that means millions of people will then contract smoking-related diseases later on in their lives. So we would say to the president, embrace innovation that is not only creating businesses and wealth, it's actually improving public health. What's your assessment in terms of how public health has been handling this issue around the lung illness? Uh, I, I actually genuinely think it's nothing less than a scandal. Um, I was covering the CDC's uh, announcement on Friday where they finally said they've identified vitamin E acetate as a primary suspect in the outbreak of these lung illnesses and deaths. Now, it should have been obvious from the get-go that commercial nicotine products were not the cause of this outbreak. Millions of people have used these products for more than a decade. This is not a problem in Europe or Canada where e-cigarettes are available and have been available for many, many years. Why it took the CDC so long to come out with this judgment is beyond me. And also, more importantly, during that time, they gave actively bad advice at telling adults, uh, adult vapors as recently as November 1st that they should refrain from vaping entirely. That is disastrous advice and it's had real world consequences. The majority of Americans now believe that vaping nicotine is just as or more dangerous than cigarettes. That's a public health scandal and I think CDC is actually going to face a real scandal over this. It's a disastrous miscommunication and it hasn't just affected the US. India banned the sale of e-cigarettes entirely on the basis of the CDC's panic about vaping and vaping related illnesses and India has 12% of the world's smokers with about 1 million people dying of tobacco related diseases every year. So CDC's misjudgment and miscommunication hasn't just affected the US, it's actually affected the world's perception of vaping as well and they should actually immediately apologize and actually some people should do the honorable thing and actually consider their positions. Now, we said from day one that this could go down as the largest public health scandal in American history. Uh, I think there's actually a, a strong merit to that, very much at least to the 21st century. The advice has been wrong and uh, more to the point, I think they knew it was wrong. Uh, I think uh, officials at, C uh, at the CDC knew that commercially available nicotine products would not, uh, w uh, w were not and could not be responsible for these illnesses. Again, why have we not seen this in Europe? Why have we not seen this in any other market in the world where millions of people are using these devices to quit smoking and improve their health? It was disastrous advice and it led to a huge moral panic around the country with governors trying to ban e-cigarettes outright, just like in Massachusetts, or ban um, e-cigarette flavors, which is by far the largest part of the entire vaping industry. 
And what this has done, Brent, is that actually FDA's actions and the administration's actions, if they do go forward with banning e-cigarette flavors, they're not going to hit tobacco companies or, or, or even really jewel to that much of an extent. What they're going to destroy is the part of the e-cigarette market that is not controlled by tobacco companies. So if they go through with this flavor ban, the only e-cigarettes left in America will be e-cigarettes flavored in tobacco sold by tobacco companies, which would not be an achievement for public health. And we started this uh, interview off and you mentioned the libertarian aspect. That's something that is, just doesn't seem to be mentioned at all, that concept of uh, we have rights to decide about what we can put in our body and, and government shouldn't be telling us that, at least, when it's some, at least when there's a deadly equivalent product out there, right? So they're going to leave smoking uh, and cigarettes legal and then uh, ban vaping of nicotine. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And we've seen major stores like Walmart pull e-cigarettes from the shelves, but keep Marlboro Reds and Camels at, at pride of place, which makes absolutely no sense in Massachusetts, banning e-cigarettes while cigarettes are still freely available. Now, uh, a lot of the public does understand this argument. We had this debate for a long time about marijuana. And we, and we knew that prohibition has been a disaster, and we're gradually moving away from that. But unfortunately, it looks like if, if um, uh, groups like the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids or others have their way, we're actually going to be starting a drug war 2.0, essentially, but replacing marijuana with nicotine. And that makes absolutely no sense at all. And I really do want to ask this question because we've been trying to nail down with people that there's an ideological battle going on here. There's, you know, progressive uh, mentality in terms of, it's not just even nanny state, it's really a control, it's a totalitarian perspective. Do you agree with that? Is that happening? I, I do actually, there is a huge uh, industry, the tobacco control industry here, which is worth vast amounts of money. The Truth Initiative has close to a billion dollars in assets, the campaign for tobacco-free kids uh, is extremely well-funded. Michael Bloomberg, who we hear is now running for president, um, is spending $160 million to ban these products. This is a big money industry. And thankfully, what we've seen is smoking rates decline dramatically, especially amongst youth. Within the next five years, I'm convinced that high school smoking in the US will be at or near zero. So in effect, we, we're, actually, we've, we're actually solving one of the biggest health problems uh, that there was out there in the country. But when institutions' original mission is close to achieved, they need to find an excuse to continue surviving, continue their funding, and create a new bogeyman, and that includes vaping. Now, of course, youth should not be vaping. They shouldn't be drinking alcohol. They shouldn't be using marijuana. Everyone agrees with that. And a lot of the opposition to vaping seem to forget that of the millions of vapors in this country, that none of them are parents, that none of them care about, uh, uh, about kids and what they're using. Of course they do. We all agree kids shouldn't be using adult products. The question is, what is the response? And time and again, we've seen prohibition be a total disaster. And in this case, it'll be even worse because vaping isn't just for fun, it's saving lives.